Hey y'all, this is Abraham, one half of the Ocean 8 podcast, and I just want to let you know we outside this summer, so that means return to sporting events, concerts, and the like. Lockdown hasn't been easy on the pockets, so ticket prices aren't looking too fun, I feel you on that. But, Megaseats.com offers a solution. Megaseats.com is a third-party reseller. They stand tall on these two things. Zero service fees and free shipping, 100% guarantee. But if that isn't enough, and, and this is the fun part, SSAW has partnered with them to provide you a 10% discount when you enter SSAW Network at checkout. Did you hear me? 10% off on top of zero service fees? Man, you're going to catch me outside this summer for sure. Head over to megaseats.com. Use the code SSAW Network and plan your next outing. We outside this summer, baby. Y'all know what time it is. Yes, y'all sir. know we in here. Osa and Abe presents this episode six. I don't even know. We can't even call this volume. We'll just call it season. This is legit season one yeah. of Friends. Oh, no, it's not Friends. The show. <laughs> this Mac. This uh, Games of the week. Y'all know who it is. Osa here, Mister Fifty Percent. Of course, with my guy Abe, and of yeah. course, our friend, your friend. The neighborhood man himself, Mr. Watson. Hey, how are y'all feeling today? I'm annoyed because ESPN is not letting me enjoy my Celtics game. And each time the broadcast cuts off, that's when the Knicks go on a run. And right now, uh, as we're recording this, the Knicks, the Knicks are winning, um, I think, by 10 in the fourth quarter. But, yo, Jalen Brown is cooking, so I'm happy. Um, for all those listening to this episode, this episode, it is Thursday. For you, for you listeners, don't worry. Uh, this Sunday, you'll hear Osa and I, plus a guest, um, talk more basketball on, on Sunday's sure. episode. But, yeah, you know, otherwise, I'm good. Uh, I'm just happy. You know, I'm always happy to, to link up with the, with the homies and, and just talk sports. You know how we get down. It feels good to be back. And we got a quite I'm laying sneak preview. We're going to have a good amount of bonus picks for you guys today. Hey, hey, I just want to say, Emmanuel, you had a good week last week. You went seven and two with them picks. You went seven and two with uh with last week's neighborhood picks, that's for sure. You know, cause cause I, I will admit it, it's been a rough, it's been a rough uh betting betting season. You know, last year you was you was more on fire. This year you were starting off slow, but hey, last week seven for seven and two. Unfortunately, one of the L's was uh, apparently LSU said "screw you" and decided to. <laughs> decided <Yeah>. to... <laughs> but yo, yeah. you know, we it's love crazy. we love the neighborhood. We love the neighborhood. It's wild. We love it though. Yo, let's get into this because there's 
I think Abe, you brought up a very truthful statement. You know what I'm saying? The the real reason why Mr. Watson's lines have been a little off is because this season, this sporting calendar, nobody is safe. No. No one at all. Okay. But before we get to some unsafe folks, we're going, we're going, we're going to start off first game of the week, college football, number 11, Kentucky against number one, Georgia, a sure bet. And it stayed that way. Georgia comes away with the win 30 to 13. Will Lewis, 32 for 40, 292 yards, two touchdowns. Okay. For, for, for good old Kentucky. Um, but Kentucky, 51 rushing yards total. Crazy. Meanwhile, they rushed for 330 yards last week against LSU. Needless to say, that Georgia defense stuffed them. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Absolutely. first impressions of this, man. Uh, so, you know, I mean, we, we, we knew for a fact that Georgia was going to win. There was no doubt. I mean, even if you listen to last week's episode, Emmanuel, Emmanuel said it himself, he liked uh, Kentucky uh, plus 22.5, but he knew that Kentucky wasn't going to win. And to be honest, it, it, that, that play almost lost <laughs> because Kentucky didn't score that t- second touchdown until four seconds left in the fourth quarter. And so it was just funny because you could tell Georgia was playing hard until the clock hit zero. Like they were trying not to let them score so much so that they blocked the um, PAT after the touchdown. But hey, fortunately for those who who uh, decided to take Kentucky plus 22.5, fortunately that I know those last four seconds, you were like, oh my God, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Because whoo, it was looking ugly. It was definitely looking ugly. Um, that being said, Georgia's for real. I mean, Georgia's been the most consistent team all season for for all of us. I mean, we know they still have to see Bama, of course, and their their, their next few weeks are going to be uh, trying weeks. They'll be tested, but they've been consistent. The defense, Georgia defense has always been good during the regular season. Always Kirby Smart has them boys playing lights out, and this game just proved that. I I was shocked. I was shocked. Kentucky really only managed 51 rush yards. Like, you know, but here's the thing. This is crazy thing. Remember when we covered, um, we were talking about the Arkansas-Georgia game? The week before, Arkansas lit up their opponent. I mean, that's why we were talking about the Razorbacks and we were like on the Razorback bandwagon. Razorbacks was turning up on people. Then they met Georgia. And low-key, since Georgia, nothing has been the same. They've been on a three-game losing streak since then. But yeah, Georgia doing the damn thing. They they we we know they're for sure going to the college football playoff. If they remain the one seed, it's still to tell, but honestly, it likely will. What about you, Baba Funka? They're the top dog. You you know, all, all of us could reach that they're the best team in the country right now. Uh playing playing good on offense, defense, and you know, special teams. Or uh, I mean, they're playing good. And then if you look, you know, like you said with Kentucky. Um, Stoops has done a good job with that program, but obviously they're not at the level where Georgia is at. Um, but uh, give him time. He's, he's doing a good job there. Uh, the, the Stoops, I guess the Stoops family is winning so far, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're, they're winning right now, so I, I ain't mad. So uh, I ain't mad at them. But Kentucky, they're, they're about a year or two away from really competing in the SEC. But is Kentucky on the right track? Absolutely. I think all of us can agree to that. But they just ran into a, an elite defense yeah yeah they, they ran into an elite defense that's playing that's kick that's clicking on all cylinders and right now 
uh, uh, Georgia is the favorite to win a national championship if 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 they continue to play like this. But uh, yeah, that's all I got to say in regards to Georgia. They're just a great team. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Shout out to Georgia, number one team in the nation. Ain't nobody coming close to them. I I I know we say nobody's safe, but I feel like Georgia's a sure bet. So hey, we gotta be speaking, careful though, because every time we say oh, you're right. like, hold on, knock yeah. on wood. You knock on wood on that. <laughs> yeah, let's knock on wood because every time we say like, oh, they about to do something, they don't, and then like, oh, they not about to do something, they do. It's like let us say that oh, Georgia's about to, and then next thing you know, next week they have an embarrassing game. I'm gonna be mad. Like, don't have us looking like like we jinxes out here. Come on now, don't don't disrespect. Well, well us speaking like speaking of nobody being safe, let's talk Purdue Iowa. Iowa went into that game ranked number two in the nation, Purdue unranked. And what happened? Purdue comes away with the upset 24 to 7. I don't even want to talk stats. I'm disgusted. Joe. Emmanuel, Mr. Watson, help us out. Help help us understand what the heck is happening here. The the Hawkeye has won. (laughs) (laughs) Dog, by Purdue, the Boilermakers. They got boiled. Legit, that was an embarrassing game. I don't, I don't, this team is supposed to be nasty, like best defense in the league. Bro, they look like they had the worst possible defense. Like it was ridiculous. I know you don't, you didn't want to mention stats, but dog, Purdue quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, 30 for 40, 375 yards. The tight end, David Belt, had 11 receptions for 240 yards. Two four zero, bro. Iowa has not been giving up this much since like 2012, 2013. It is 2021. Dog, their quarterback, Spencer Petros, 17 for 32, 195 yards, four interceptions, seven carries, negative 24 yards. Like, you know, it's seven carries, but he got sacked a few times. Like, yo, what type of game is that? It was it was ugly for him, bro. Good win by Purdue. Um, honestly, good win by Purdue. Of course, Iowa's gonna bounce back, but ugh, you know, it, this this late into the season, low key can't be losing games like this. I am not su- surprised that this took place, but I am surprised. No, this is why I'm not surprised because Iowa had uh, no, nah, actually, I'm surprised. Look at me being being double minded. Um, <laughs> y'all, I think we said this on the last episode. I really think the only team that's safe this year is Georgia. I don't I really don't see anybody else being untouchable this season. Uh when you look uh just statistically Iowa got outplayed straight up. Outplayed. Aiden O'Connell for Purdue, 30 for 40, 375 yards, two touchdowns. <sighs> I don't know what else to say. Iowa got exposed. And it's not like Iowa's conference is a weak conference by, by any stretch of the imagination, but they got exposed. I don't think I said this to y'all on Saturday in our group chat. I don't think I've seen a season where so many top five teams have lost and where the mm-hmm. top five has rotated so much in the span of a seat. Like we're only halfway through the season, really. And it feels like the top five changes every single week. The only team that I think has consistently been in the top five and is still there two teams is Bama and Georgia. Everyone else has just been in and out. Yeah, yeah. That's basically how it's been. Because we are, like you said, we always know that um, even if Bama loses a game or, you know, 
they'll always be there. It's at the end of the day, it's Bama. You, the Bama actually deserves the benefit of the doubt, no matter what critics may say. And but otherwise, everybody else is just wow. Like, hey, we want parody, right? People want parody. We're getting it, <laughs> and this is the best way to do it. Just teams getting upset. I mean, look, Coastal Carolina is undefeated at the time of this recording. They're 6-0. They're only ranked number 14. Are they going to break the top 10? Probably not. But they've guaranteed themselves a bowl game. And if they keep it up, they might, who knows? You think they might get into one of the New Year's Six Bowls? You think they could they could pull that off? Who knows? For sure, another game that we can look at is number 12, Oklahoma State versus Number 25, Texas. This is our second straight week covering a Texas game. And look, y'all, Texas lost again. I, I guess Texas and Oklahoma just, you know, it, it just don't vibe. Texas cannot do well in Oklahoma and, and not do well versus Oklahoma teams. And the crazy thing is, for the second straight week in a row, Texas blew a big lead. Texas was up 17-3 to on Oklahoma State and then was even up 24-13 to on Oklahoma State and they lost 32 to 24. Uh, Casey Thompson for the Longhorns, 15 for 27, 179 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Bijan Robinson, what who everybody views as the number one running back um, in the in the league right now, and most likely uh, is going to be a very high round draft pick, first round most likely. 21 carries, 135 yards, two touchdowns, three receptions, 36 yards a touchdown. Just he's he's gonna get his. He's gonna get his. But Oklahoma State turned it up off a of, off an of interception, off of the run game because Jalen Warren, the running back, 33 carries, 193 yards. The Spencer Sanders, 19 for 32, 100 and um. Oh, I apologize. He had a almost two over 200 yards touchdown interception 10 carries 20 yards and rushed for a touchdown had himself a good game but texas these longhorns once again choking a big lead like that's embarrassing that's embarrassing for those but hey remember when um people used to blame charlie strong mm, i remember and for the second straight week talking about texas mind you the second straight week against uh, Oklahoma team, a team from the state of Oklahoma. What do we see from Texas? We see Bijan Robinson put up a heck of a performance. Okay, three total touchdowns accounted for 21 carries, 135 yards, um, three receptions for 36 yards in a TD. Texas is nowhere this season without Bijan Robinson. And honestly, if if we're talking running backs, easily top three in the nation. Uh, but Texas has some real problems. Uh, was it? No, he said Texas A&M. I, I think if, if Mr. Watson were here, he would he would definitely say this, that all Texas teams are overrated. Yeah. I think he would just say that outright. All Texas teams right now are overrated. Texas, U, University of Texas, Texas A&M, they all overrated. To University of, 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 of Texas, Steve Ogg, like these cats are all overrated. <laughs> it's ugly for them boys. It really is. Bro, it's, um, it's not pretty. No, nah, not at all. But hey, go Longhorns, right? They'll figure it out at some point. Whether Hook them. 
Hook them. Hook them Longhorns. Yeah, hook them. I don't know what they hooking, but it's, it's definitely not no dub. That's for sure. Jesu. Yo. Okay, we got to switch real quick then. Let's 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 head on over to the NFL. I would say this was my favorite game during the week. The Packers and the Bears. Oh, my only goodness. Because it had, bro, it had divisional implications. And Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Packers come away winning 24 to 14. They were at soldier. They were, I'm sorry, they 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 were, it was an away game for them. Aaron Rodgers, 17 for 23, 195 yards, two TDs. He was efficient. He was efficient. Justin yeah. Fields, 16 for 27, 174 yards, a TD, an interception, six carries, 43 yards. Yo, I listen. Aaron Rodgers, I'm just gonna say this moment now, and I'll let you say your piece, Dave. Aaron Rodgers. My man scores on a 12-yard rushing touchdown. Play breaks yes. down. He ends up, and this man, a, a, a fan in the crowd disrespected him at one point during the game. This man looks at this fan and says, I own you. Mm. I still own Listen, y'all, Aaron Rodgers, to quote the Stephen A. Smith, is a bad man. Abe, talk to us. Talk to us about this game. Man, okay. I, this was a fun game to watch for sure. Uh, Bears have started to click a little bit, start to find their stride. And at the time, they were only one game behind the Packers. So a win for them would would put them first in the in the division, you know, and that would cause some separation because the Vikings were the Vikings are right there as and the Lions are not there at all. The Lions are still winless at this point um, and they will continue to be winless this uh, Sunday when they play my Rams. But that's besides the point. But on that 12-yard run, bro, just the – the like Aaron Rodgers said in his press conference, he blacked out. He, he, he blacked out. I, I, was, I was here for it. I was hyped for it. I was like, yo, okay, talk your, talk your stuff. Because I think he's 22-5 and five versus the Bears. I mean, yo, at that point, yeah, you do own him. So it was so funny because um, I saw a tweet today where Tom Brady was being interviewed and Tom Brady said, you know, first off, I want to congratulate um, Aaron Rodgers because the Bears, the Bears are playing the Bucks next. And he's like, first off, I want to congratulate Aaron Rodgers, you know, on his win. He's been doing well. And also for uh, being a, a part owner of, um, of Soldier Field, of, of the Bears, you know, he's like, not only does he have stake in the, in the Milwaukee Bucks, but also he has stake in the, in the Bears. Like, man, life after football is going to be real sweet for him. And I'm like, nah, nah, Brady. Brady, not you being petty. Oh, man. Hey, Bears, Bears, you better use this as fuel. He clowning, y'all. He clowning, y'all. But, you know, it wasn't too crazy of a game. It's not like Aaron Rodgers threw for 300 yards. He threw for under 200 yards. But they got it done. The defense stepped up when they needed to. Bears, Bears are still trying to figure themselves out. Um, It's clear that... Justin Fields is is not there yet, and it reminds me back to week one. Also, when we talked about uh, the Rams-Bears game and how people are like, yeah, you know, when is Justin Fields going to come in and said, yo, he's not ready. He Not even more so he's not ready, but there's, there should be no rush. Look, there really should be no rush. He has yet to give us an impressive game, and that's not really his fault. I would say play calling just like, yo, it's not his time. Not every rookie needs to start their freshman, their rookie season. It doesn't have to always be that way. You look at some of the quarterbacks who rode the bench for a bit. 
Pat Mahomes rode the bench for a year. He's a Super Bowl champion. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. He's a Super Bowl champion. Not saying that, oh, but a like they, I mean, he sat behind, Pat Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith, who's respectable QB, just had to deal with a terrible injury history. And of course, Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. Of Andy Dalton is not, not the person who I expect to win a Super Bowl for anybody. I get that. But Andy Dalton is a capable quarterback who had success in Cincinnati. And Cincinnati's failures were more so just management and defense being undisciplined. He's decent. He's decent. That's what you need right now, clearly, because the Bears aren't 100% there just yet. But, hey, uh, we'll see what happens. They have another tough test in the Bucs. And Gronk may be back, so we'll see what goes on with them. But, hey, congrats to Aaron Rodgers. And I, I, was, I was laughing. I was, it was hilarious to me. It was truly hilarious to me. Yo. All I know is the NFC West still the best uh, division in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Before I'm we get sure. to the N- NFC West, and even some in- in-depth conversation about that, I want to switch up real quick. Let's swing over, talk about this other game of the week, the Bengals versus the Lions, the battle of the Cats, right? Oh, yeah. Bengals 34, mm-hmm. Lions 11. Okay. I'm just going to ask you, are the Bengals the real deal, Abe? No, not yet. Because... The reason I say that is because it's very clear, like, the O-line, the O-line isn't as bad as we expected it to be. It's decent, but it needs improvement. If you put a stronger, if you put a stronger O-line together, that team can move because you're seeing how Burrow has been working. Burrow has been efficient. He's thrown minimum two touchdown passes every game so far this season. So automatically, you know, like, hey, we're getting 14 points, whether now or later. He, he's he's going to be efficient. He's not going to turn over the ball as much. He did have an interception against the Lions, but he's going to move the ball downfield, get you plays. My favorite play of the game was on that Joe Mixon touchdown uh, uh, pass that he got from Burrow. Jamar Chase with that block. <laughs> like, if Jamar Chase doesn't get that block, Mixon doesn't score. And this team is so exciting. Is the Jamar Chase pickup the best decision that they could have made? I, I will still say no. They should have gone offensive line. But, hey, it's working. Jamar Chase is third or fourth in the um, league in receiving yards, and he's a rookie. When you look at the top ten receivers in the league, right now you have you have Devontae Adams in there. You have Cooper Cup at two. You have CeeDee Lamb. You have Hollywood Brown. You have, um, who else, Tyreek Hill. Like, yo, Jamar Chase is standing with tall with giants, with giants right now. So, hey, Cincinnati, they look good. Their future is bright for the first time in a while. Just a matter of finally putting all the pieces there. The defense can can get better. The offensive line needs to get better. But, hey, they, they're not doing a bad job over there. I'm, I'm happy to see Joey Burrow having fun. I'm happy to see him succeeding. Um, I, I wish him the best, honestly. You know, you know, since uh, Baba Funke came back into the neighborhood, you know that Joey Burrow's the best quarterback in the AFC North, the most consistent quarterback in the AFC North. Come on now. But congrats on beating the Lions. I mean, it's not much. The Lions are still on the list, but hey. Uh, y'all with this jo- with Joey Burrow. He's a good quarterback. He ain't better than Lamar. 
I don't know. I don't know. You look at the stats. You see, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Not Evan right. Fournier knocking down a three and trying to kill us. Oh. Right. But uh, yeah. But Mano, what were your takes on that Cincy um uh, Lions game? Do you think that Cincy's for real? I think they'll be competitive, but I I'll say that they're for real for definitely for a wild card team. Possibly. Possibly. Don't uh aren't they facing you guys this week? Yes. Okay. Uh, I might I might be talking about that later on. I bet, bet, bet. Definitely. <laughs> Listen, y'all. Battle of the Cats. You heard it here. But this next game is about to be all you Baba Funke. We talking Baltimore Ravens, LA Chargers. Them Ravens clamped up on those Chargers. Ooh. They won 34 to 6. Justin Herbert was looking like a, a herb. Um, 22 for 39, 195 yards, a touchdown and an interception, two carries to 12 yards. And that man, Lamar Action Jackson didn't have his best game, but that defense held up for him. 19 for 27, 167 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, eight carries for 51 yards. And here's the big deal. The Baltimore Ravens, everyone talks about him being a running back. Let's just, we said it last week. Y'all need to stop, give this man his respect, but also know when this Ravens team is running, they're untouchable. Devontae Freeman. Murray and Bell all rush for a TD. I'll say this about the Ravens. The fact that Bell, Freeman, and Murray all rush for a touchdown was wild. Um, even more so is the fact that, like, this team is 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 clicking. Like, they shut down offense that has been on fire. Yo, they have been on fire. The Chargers have been cooking. But right now, it's just, uh, it's just six points after putting up games of 20 or uh, 30, like, this is a team that goes for it on fourth downs all the time. And, bro, it was wild to me um, in that game. Staley decided to go for it on fourth and one on their own 19-yard line. I'm like, bro, it's not even that far of a game. It's I think it was in, like, the third quarter. It's like, dog, y'all don't need to go for it on every fourth down. Fourth down on your own 19? And guess what? Did they convert? No. And what happened led to another score. It's like, man. I don't know what happened to Mike Williams, but he was on the sideline. It's like, dog, this is how you guys go into the bye week. Embarrassing fashion. I'll say this. Chargers defense is not to be uh, as advertised. Like, they're not filthy in any way. But their offense has been great. Baltimore, re- keep in mind, Baltimore leads the league in players on IR. Baltimore doesn't even have their best defensive players out there, and they shut down Herbert and the Chargers offense and held them to six points. Baba Funke, take it away. Listen, I was, I'm not going to lie, I thought the Chargers were going to put more points, but the way they played, that defense played dominant. To me, that too, that was the storyline of the whole game. To give them only six points, but they only had like four points in the second half. Oh, that's, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's amazing what the, what the Ravens did. On defense, the offense, Lamar did did what he had to do uh, within the offense, and he didn't. Obviously, the the streak was broken. He didn't care. They still got the win, you know, um, against a really good Chargers team. And who knows? They can see him down the line in the postseason, depending on the matchup or seeding. And uh, we'll see what happens. Right now, Baltimore's on a roll. It seems like uh, Greg Roman has, you know, given uh, Lamar much more confidence in order to throw the football and progress the playbook, which is good. And if Lamar continues to do that, man, the sky's the limit. 
uh, this definitely is, is a Super Bowl uh, caliber team, especially if he's able to, uh, you know, improve as an accurate passer and being consistently accurate. But wow. great win for Ravens. Mainly, mainly, uh, mainly the game ball goes to the defense. They played well. They've been giving up a lot of points in the past, but they got to shore it up. But they had a lot of, like you said, a lot. They have, they have like the most players on IR. So yeah. And Ronnie, and then Ronnie Stanley, they're they're all pro tackle. He's out for the year for he's he's getting ankle surgery. So uh, right now, Baltimore looking good. It's seeing uh, special with all those injuries. So uh, I can't wait. You know, obviously we have, they have, a, they have a, a pretty big divisional game against Cincinnati. I know all of us tune into that. So we'll see how that game goes. And they're going to be playing at home. Basically, basically. So um, it'll be it's it's going to be fun. I'm excited for this Baltimore Cincy game. Uh, you guys know how much I love Joe Burrow. Realistically, I do expect Baltimore to win. Um, I don't think the Cincinnati defense can contain Lamar Jackson. And, hey, Mark Andrews has been cooking. Um, he's starting to, to, to get it together. Hollywood Brown is – excuse me. Hollywood Brown is top 10 in receiving yards. So all those people are like, oh, you know – Lamar Jackson is just an RB playing quarterback. Look, dog, you can keep saying that, but at some point, the numbers aren't supporting that at all. some point, the numbers aren't supporting that, so put respect on Lamar's name. That being said, Joey Burrow is still the best quarterback in the AFC North. I don't want to hear nothing else. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, you know where we're going to at this point of the show. You know how we're doing. Like I mentioned in the beginning, at the top of the top of the show, Baba Funke went seven and two last week with his picks. So we're going to head over to Mr. Watson's neighborhood. Baba Funke, take it away. Yes, I'm going to start off with college football. I have, obviously, I have three picks, but I have a total of seven college football games betting against the spread, you guys. I'm, I'm hooking you guys up today. And I have one bonus pick for NFL. So that'll be a total of four NFL and seven college football, you guys. Total of 11 games. So, Let's get to it. Now, I got – so Northwestern is playing – is going to play against Michigan on the road at the big house. I know, I know Michigan is going to win, but that line is too big of a line. I think Michigan is going to be looking forward to their rival uh, over in East Lansing. This is a game that they're probably going to look over. Because on an in-state rivalry game, give me Northwestern plus 24 on the road against Michigan. I think Michigan wins, but I don't think I don't believe they're going to beat them more than 24 points. I love the bargain. I'm definitely going to take it. Northwestern plus 24. Because I think they could look ahead against their rival Michigan State, which would be a huge game. I think all of us would know that. Five, a, five. So, so. That could that could be the game of the week for next week. So this this, this could be a look ahead game where Michigan's not going to put their best out, and and Northwestern could cover. Another game, Oklahoma. I got Oklahoma playing at Kansas. Give me Caleb Williams. I'm on the train. <laughs> Give me Oklahoma minus thirty eight and a half okay. on the road against Kansas. I think this offense is starting to click at all cylinders. Caleb Williams is playing phenomenal, and I I don't know what to say about Spencer Rattler, man. Go go to Penn State somewhere, you know. But <laughs> go somewhere, but man, Caleb Caleb Williams is on fire with Oklahoma. They found it. Now I'm, I'm going rock Oklahoma 38 and a half. I know it's risky, but I'm gonna take it. Next game, I have, I believe it's Clemson 
at Pitt. I think you guys know where I'm going with this. I'm taking Pitt at home. Yeah, minus- I knew it. I knew it. I'm taking Pitt minus three. Clemson can't cover for <laughs> for nothing. Give me Pitt at home, and they're tough too. So, give me Pitt minus three at home. Next one, LSU at Ole Miss. Now, I'm taking LSU plus nine this this time. Here's the reason why. Matt Corral, uh, from from what I've heard, based on some of the reports, that he's questionable or close to doubtful not playing against this game. So that's something that you want to keep your eye out on. And I actually feel more confident if Matt Corral doesn't start. He's actually one of the top Heisman trophy contenders. Oh, so, he doesn't play. We better win. We better yeah. win. Right. So getting LSU at plus nine right now, I actually like the bargain Dave, um, against Ole Miss, especially if he's not playing. I'll feel much more confident with that. So I know Ole Miss is at home. This is a, it's like a rivalry game. Give me LSU plus nine. On the road against Old Miss. I got well, next one are some bonus picks, I believe. Yep. Give me oh Oklahoma State at Iowa State. Give me Oklahoma State plus seven on the road against Iowa State. Iowa State to me is a little bit too inconsistent. Same with Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma State could put some points on the board. Spencer Sanders take care of that football and he got some weapons. I like Oklahoma State, the ranked eighth in the country, uh on the road. I like that bargain. Give me Oklahoma State plus seven on the road against Iowa State. Next one. We got, what was it? Isn't Alabama on the road? No, they're at home. Excuse me. Tennessee on the road playing against Alabama. Alabama is a 25-point favorite at home. Give me Alabama minus 24. I think they cover. I think think Nick Saban is, I think Nick Saban has a chip on his shoulder because from that loss (laughs) to A&M. I've been going to get out on Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's been acting up lately, especially with the fans. Um, mm, mm, mm. Acting up, so uh, I think Alabama going to going to uh, they're going to blow them out. Like, give me give me Alabama minus twenty five uh, at home, and I believe our last game is West Virginia. They're on the road playing against TCU. TCU is a four and a half point favorite. Man, give me West Virginia plus four and a half on the road uh, against TCU. And that does it for my college football one. Now, let's go into the NFL. Now, uh, for the NFL, isn't there a a Thursday night game was the Broncos against the um, Browns? Yeah, and no, no Baker. No Baker Mayfield. I love it. Give me the Broncos. There were the Broncos were actually a, a three and a half point dog as of yesterday. Now they're a point and a half. That line jumped two points. Give me the Broncos plus one and a half. I like that line. I'll take it. And the next game we have was Cincinnati playing on the road against the Bengals. The Bengals. Remember the Bengals playing against my Ravens on the road. This line yesterday was at minus. I mean the. Uh, Minus six for Baltimore. Now the it jumped a half a point, so it means uh, that means that means people are jump or jumping on the Ravens on you know what I'm saying in terms of in terms of this line. This I'm going Cincinnati plus six and a half. Divisional game. I think it's gonna be a little bit more closer. Baltimore wins by four points. That's my prediction. Cincinnati covers. I'll take them plus six and a half right now. Next game, 
We have the Kansas City Chiefs playing against the Tennessee Titans on the road. Uh, I'm going with Tennessee plus five and a half. They're a five and a, five and a half point dog at uh, right now at home against KC. I think Kansas City is going to have trouble uh, against Derrick Henry. They can't stop the run. For so Tennessee football purposes, I need Kansas City to score big and score quickly. That way, Derrick Henry does. I'm facing Derrick Henry this week. I I need him to be shut down. Okay, I need uh, him to be shut down. Uh, I I don't know about that. Their run defense is horrible. I'm sorry. Give me Tennessee plus plus five and a half. And not only that, I'm taking Tennessee to outright beat Kansas City this week. I they can't stop the run. Yikes! Yikes! I mean, I know Kansas City offensively have been slow, but oh, you got them losing outright to Tennessee. Okay, okay. <laughs> I have, yeah, I do. Uh, New, or- New Orleans, a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against Seattle. Originally, this line was plus five on Seattle yesterday. The money's going towards Seattle at home. I actually like Seattle again. At, I like Seattle at plus four, four-and-a-half as a, as a home dog. Give me Seattle plus four-and-a-half at home against the New Orleans Saints. But the Saints win by at least three points or less. Give me Seattle plus four and a half. And those are my picks for this week, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. I know last week Abe just mentioned I went seven and two. Hopefully I get to improve because I'm because I might put a couple parlays in Vegas and strike it big, you know? <laughs> Let's go. Oh, y'all heard it. Y'all heard him. Y'all heard him. Anyway, uh, brother Osa, any any last words before we head on out of Mr. Watson's neighborhood and we go home? Because I got overtime. Overtime in uh MSG right now. Talk to me. Hey, y'all know what time it is. We're gonna shut down the studio because you got overtime at MSG, even though the Knickerbocker is about to kill y'all. But as always, y'all know anything in the SSAW network, hit us up SSAW.com. Also, you can hit us up directly, osa.apodcast at gmail.com. Also, we got that young Twitter. Hey, what's the Twitter handle? Osa underscore a podcast. Y'all, y'all know what it is. And as always, y'all know the slogan, one thing, two words, get that in your brain. Oh, Moth, Night, John.